Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
each one of us run the race that has been marked out for us. Prophets, you can't do the apostle's job. Apostles, you can't do the prophet's job. Pastor, you don't need to be trying to do the the, the evangelist's job. Not that God won't use us to, to do some of these things, but God has specifically gifted us that we may do specific jobs in the body of Christ. <clears throat> uh, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Capital D, the race marked out for us. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we praise you. We thank you. We adore you. We magnify you. You brought us to the completion, the fulfillment of another day. Father, we thank you. We understand, Father, that no one else could make the day. No one else could see to it that we finish a day. You alone do these things. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Father, that as we search your holy word this evening, you will continue to give us uh, rhema and logos word. Strengthen us in our spirits, our souls, and our minds. You told us in your word <clears throat> that above all else, we should guard our heart for it is the wellspring of life. You told us that out of the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. We're asking, Father, that you fill our hearts and our minds with your word, your wisdom, your understanding, that as we open our mouths, we will speak your words. As we perform our daily activities, we will do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Again, Father, we pause reverently. We thank you for everything that you have done to us, through us, and for us. We ask, Father, for your continued blessings on the lives of your people in the four corners of the earth. We ask, Father, that you continue to save souls and to convict and convert men and women. Bring them into your blessed family. That the, the works that Jesus Christ started in the earth, may we continue them. Lord and Savior told us that greater works than these shall we do. We're trusting, Father, that through your spirit, through your might, and your power, we will do even greater works. In the name of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, we pray. Amen and amen. The race marked out for us. We'll look at Hebrews chapter 12, and it's entitled in my scripture, God's disciplines his sons. God disciplines his sons. We see here one of the most important attributes of your Christian walk, of my Christian walk, discipline. The root word behind disciple, which all of us are disciples, the root and key word is discipline. A learned one. You say, Apostle, what is God trying to get us to understand? In order for you to go from where you are, in order for me to go from where I am to our destiny, which is to be conformed into the likeness 
of God's only begotten Son, we must go from an imperfect state to a perfect state. <clears throat> we must go from a lesser place to a higher place. One of the key tools that God will use to get you and I from where we are to where he wants us is discipline. We must learn. God says some of the lessons that you all must learn will not be easy ones. Some of the lessons that you all must learn are going to hurt you. Some of the lessons that you all must learn, they, they, they're not going to feel good, but you must learn. God disciplines his son. Why? God is teaching his sons. God is teaching you and I. Namely, how to be like him. If you ever wonder what God is trying to teach you and trying to teach me and trying to teach us as a collective body and as an individual body, he's trying to teach us how to be like him. God says there's things about you right now, Robert Bryant, that are not like me. So God says I have to teach you on a constant and continuous basis so that you will go from your imperfect place to my perfect place, so that you will go from your imperfect state to my perfect state. God is teaching us. God is disciplining us. The scripture says, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Now, some of you all understand my voice. Sometimes you think you're alone. You're never alone. <clears throat> Sometimes you think ain't nobody watching. It's never time when nobody's watching. Sometimes you think you got the lights off and it's real dark. Can't nobody see. It's always somebody can see. You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Now, I'm going to give you just a few individuals that are watching you and I on a constant basis. Number one, God says that I see you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever you're into, whatever you're thinking about, God, number one, says I what? See you. Be'er Le'iroi, on one occasion as Haggai was trying to run away from her mistress, she got to a place, the angel of the Lord came and caught up with her and began talking with her and, and told her to go right back where she came from. And she named the place Be'er Lei-Roi. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means the God who sees me. In your spirit, in your soul, in your body, God sees that tumor that's growing in, on, on your lung. God sees that, that infection in your lungs. God sees that that heart murmur. Well, God sees everything about you and me. He is one of the names. Be'er, Lei, the God who sees me. So number one, we got God. Number two, because we fear the Lord, there is an angel of the Lord that is encamped round about us. So you've got an angel. I've got an angel, child of God, that has packaged himself, positioned himself in a circle around you and me. He is encamped, roundabout. He sees everything we do. Now, we get to doing something real, real stupid. Now, this same angel is meant to be a protector, to, to go out before us, to open, to be a way maker for us. To, 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 but if we get to being real, real stupid, this same angel can turn around and kill us. One of the things he's using as an example, the police. Scripture lets us to know that police are their God's servants to do you good. Most any country that I go in, one, I, you know, I, 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 I love my interaction with the police in most countries that I go in, even here in the United States. 
You know, I know many of us as African Americans, we got problems with the police. And, and no matter a lot of the reason for that is because how stupid we be acting. I, I don't have, I have very, very few problems with the police. Well, you say, Apostle, why is that? Because I'm going to treat them, first of all, with the respect that they deserve. They are God's servants. Romans chapter 13 lets us know that they are God's servants to do you good. But if you do wrong, Scripture says be afraid. You ought to be afraid. You out there doing something stupid. You ought to be out there doing something crazy. For the Bible says he does not bear the sword for nothing. Well, bring that on up to today's vernacular. He does not bear the nine millimeter. He does not bear the billy club. He does not bear the handcuffs for nothing. That's what they for for you out there acting like a monkey. Don't want to follow instructions. Nothing wrong with following the police instructions. If he hasn't told you to sin, there is nothing wrong with following his or her instructions. There's nothing wrong with giving the, the police officer your driver's license when he pulls you over. He ain't asked you to go sell no crack rocks. He ain't asked you to go out and prostitute your youngest daughter. He, he, has, asked, he has asked you nothing wrong. You, for what? What you want? What you want to see my license? See, see, see? He is God's servant, the Bible says, to do you good. But if you do wrong, the Bible says be afraid. You do your good, good for you. Be afraid. If you do wrong, you're supposed to be afraid. Because now, now he becomes an agent of wrath. He becomes an agent of wrath. God is now using him to pour out his wrath on you when you do wrong, when I do wrong. So we got an angel. We got God. We've got, we got, we've got, uh, Heavenly hosts, and I'm not going to go all too deep into that for time's sake, but we've got a heavenly host. That, uh, we got, you got the devil. God said, deal with that a little bit, Rob. You got the devil looking at you, you know, looking at you, trying to find your weakness, looking at you, trying to find your, uh, uh, your mistakes, looking at you so that he can accuse you and me before God. And that's what his name, Satan, means, the accuser of the brother. Demons are looking at you. Demons are looking at me. Watch them. Watch them. Looking for an opportunity to try to make us fall. <clears throat> so we're surrounded by what? Great cloud of witness. The scripture says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles. Now, you've got two things. You got that which hinders you, and then you got that which is sin. Now, these are two. You need to understand the difference. You got hindrances in your, we're talking about your what? Race. You got hindrances to your race, and you got flat-out sins. Now, understand the difference. A hindrance is that that may not be a sin to everybody else, but it's slowing you down. In other words, it's not like the scriptures say that is a sin, but it's slowing you down. So for you, it might be a sin. Might not be a sin for everybody else. It's a hindrance. It just it's just something that that is not something that we are doing, something that we are involved in that that just doesn't just doesn't look the best as Christians. It it just not it's not helping us uh, move like God wants. It's a hindrance. It's a hindrance. And then you got flat out sin. 
Now, and what the Lord is dealing with me on now is he's dealing with universal and unique. You remember we talked some time ago about universal and unique words. Sin is universal. Hindrance are unique. Now, hear that with spiritual ears. Just like God has got a unique and a universal word. Unique word is a word that might just be for you from God. It might just be something God is saying to you. It might be just something God is saying in your church. Or it might be just something that God is saying to your gender. Or it might be just something God is saying for you. It's unique. But then universal, that's something that God is saying for everybody throughout all, all generations. Well, sin are universal. Lying is a sin. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are. You can't run out talking about you know lying is just a, a hindrance to me. No, lying is a sin. Well, any of us, all of us, stealing is a sin. Sexual immorality is a sin. You know, so so you know the sins. That's not up for discussion. But hindrances. That's between you and God. You know, you need the Holy Spirit to let you know what your hindrances are. You, you and I need the Holy Spirit because what may be hindering me or what may be, it's like a temptation. We're not all tempted by the same thing, <clears throat> you know. You ain't going to bring a fine man around me to tempt me to do nothing. I don't get down like that. But now you might bring a fine woman and I might take another look. Huh? Now you might bring a fine man and you might take another look. He sure is looking good. What you mean he looks good? <laughs> All right? So we understand that, that, that we got different things that tempt us because each one is tempted one by his own evil desire. If I, don't have, if I don't have an evil desire, you can't be tempted by that which you don't have an evil desire for. So when we are tempted, that's an indication that there's some evil desire for that in us. We're about done, children of God. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin. So God said, look, you have a responsibility not only to get rid of the sin in your life. God said, you have a responsibility to get rid of the hindrances in your life. Uh-oh. Because of like a Jockeys, they, they, you know, they try to do as much with jockeys as possible to reduce weight. Because the less weight on the horse, the better and the faster the horse is going to move. That's why jockeys normally be much smaller. They be much lighter. They have to watch their weight. You know, even the clothing that they wear, everything. And I, my spirit goes to track runners. You know, and for years I coached track. You know, I remember one of my star athletes, she came out ran track the first time with some bas high-top basketball shoes on, 
and ran a, a very fast time in 100 meters. And I automatically knew right then that we had something very special because if she was able to run a time faster than anybody else had ever run on my team with some high, untrained, just fresh out, with some high-top basketball shoes on, some big old trousers and different things, I knew that once we got her in some track shoes, once we got her in track attire, once we... Well, once we got rid of some of those hindrances and lightened her load, well, she ended up being the first state champion that, that this particular school ever had. So um, God is letting us know. Sin, sin, everybody know that sin will slow you down, but everybody don't know that hindrances will slow you down. You know, you think about track and field most, and, and, and running 100 meters, everybody all, all know that uh, – Running with a, a, a raincoat on will slow you down. But everybody don't know that maybe um, eating certain types of foods, you know, foods that are high in cholesterol or high in fat, that that'll slow you down too. So so what, what has to happen with a track runner as well as a Christian runner, the more knowledgeable you are, are of that which slows you down, the better you can cut that out of your, of your diet as a, as a track runner, the better you can cut that out of your life as a Christian. All right. All right. So we got we got a few things here. We got crowd of witnesses. We got hindrances. You need to know what hindrances are. You need to know what sin is. You know, and run with perseverance. Now, 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 God says, watch your running form. Now, as a track coach, that was something that I would I would constantly remind my athletes of. Watch your running form. Because the wrong running form can even slow you down. You know, I've seen individuals jump out there, supposed to be running the 100-meter sprint, arms swinging side to side, head throwed all back, and think you, think you move. All that slows you down. Your running form for proper sprinting running form, we call it cheek-to-hip running form. While one hand is up to your cheek, the other hand is back at your hip. Elbows kept in tight, close to the body. Cheek, hip, cheek, hip, eyes fixed straight ahead, cheek, hip. So God says, look, let us run with what? Perseverance. Running with perseverance is spiritual running form. God said, look, there's a running, just like there's a running form in the natural that will aid you and assist you to run better and to run faster, there is a running form in the spiritual. You and I have to run with perseverance. You can't give out every time things get a little difficult. You can't quit every time things get a little tough. You can't fly off the handle every thing don't go. Just run with perseverance. God wants you and I to hold out. So you got to think about it like this right here. You got to be saved until you die. Being saved until the, right before the day you die is get you sent right straight to hell. One of the things there is not a good luck. 
I man, I was saved right up until I got to my deathbed. Then I cursed God and died. See, that ain't that ain't that ain't the way you want to go out of here. But one of the saints said, "That's like that's like tripping and falling right ten feet before the finish line. You have led, you have run a good race, then you get right before the finish line and and pass out, trip, decide you're gonna quit. So run with perseverance. Perseverance." Means you got to you finish strong, finishing strong. That should be one. Of, that should be something that you that that should be a part of your character as a Christian. Finish strong, whatever it is that you are doing. Finish strong. Finish well, because it's not just how you start. It's not just how you run. How do you finish? Because you can start real well and run real well, but if you don't finish well, you can mess around and don't get nobody's crown. Finish well. No, it ain't, it ain't just how, how, how saved you was. How saved you are when it's time to check out of this place. On your deathbed, people sometimes get on the deathbed and live for the Lord all they like. Get on the deathbed just a cussing, just a cussing, cussing God, cussing everybody because of the pain. Or cause it and drop right out and and then have to stand before God and God be like what, now what is what exactly what was all that just saying oh no Lord I didn't mean no no I didn't ask what you mean what was that you were just saying when you so how do we run with perseverance how just like and now God is he keeps giving me parables with with track because that was something I, I did for so many years and God knew this day was gonna come where I was gonna have to teach His word. When we run with perseverance, God lets us know that we're to run with perseverance, run with the mindset that we got to finish. We got to finish. If you're running 100 meters, you can't run 97 meters. You got to run 100 meters. In fact, what we used to teach our athletes is run 10 meters past the finish line. Run 10 meters past the finish line. So we run with perseverance. The race that has been marked out for us, and look at what the scripture says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Why Jesus? Well, one of the things we used to teach our, our track runners is to fix your eyes about 10 feet ahead of you. Fix, in other words, this was in the natural. We teach our runners, fix your eyes about 10 feet, keep your eyes 10 feet ahead. Don't be looking over. If you don't look over and see how fast they running or looking at your mama in the stands waving, hey, see, all that kind of stuff will get you some wind sprints the next practice. Keep your eyes fixed about 10 feet ahead. Why? Fix your eyes on where you're going. The Bible says let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Why? Because that's where we're going. I don't know where you're planning to go out there. I don't know where you're hoping to go. But as a child of God, that's where we're supposed to be going, to Jesus. That's where we're going to finish up. That's our finish line. When we is just like Jesus, until we is just like Jesus, we got to keep running. We got to keep stroking in this thing. We got to keep working. Fix your eyes on where you're going. In your business, fix your eyes on where you want that business to go. In the classroom, fix your eyes. I heard one of the young men around here talking about how the uh, other day during prayers about about trying to keep it keep his grades up. Fix your eyes on where you want to go. You, some of you all that can, are able to see through YouTube, you see Worldwide Ministry. Why? Because that's, that's what's in my mind, to take over the world 
with the ministry and the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be all in places where, what, huh? One of the things found something funny. I don't know what it's, why it's so funny. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But that's 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 the you know. In other words, you keeping your eyes on your goal. Good shooters in basketball, they keep their eyes. You watch them. You watch them when they slow the slow the film down. LeBron James or, or Stephen Curry, these guys going to the basket or shooting. They're keeping their eyes on the goal. Good hockey players, good soccer players, keep your eye on the goal. Where are you trying to go with that ball? Where are you trying to go with that puck? Where are you trying to go? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter in the new international version of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Christ kept his eyes so fixed on the mission that even the cross didn't sidetrack him. You and I want to be so locked in and so focused on Jesus that none of these little trials and tribulations and hardships and difficulties and sufferings and persecution, God said that stuff shouldn't even distract you. Your enemies, People that don't like you, see, you can't even hardly move with Christ because you feel like they're talking about you at work. How, how, why are you all into that? What business is that of yours? If they wanted you to know something about what they're talking about or what they had to say about you, they'd bring you in on the conversation. What I got to do with that? What I, well, I got to do with what you think about me? What kind of foolishness is what is that? What I'm focusing on and concentrating in is what God say about me. That's what you better be worried about. What you say about me at, 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 is my reputation. What God say about me is my character. I'm not going to heaven based on man's, man's thoughts about me, but rather my character. And this is God to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So you don't get sidetracked. Jesus didn't even get sidetracked by the cross. Jesus didn't even get sidetracked by death. Jesus didn't get sidetracked by family not following him and, and but coming unto his own and his own receiving him not and going back to Nazareth and, and they and people calling him bills. But Jesus looked at all that stuff, man. The mission. Jesus kept his eyes on the mission, which was to save sinners. And Jesus said, what I'm going to have to do is die and raise again from the dead in order to get that done. All of this what I got to go through in order for the mission. That was how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ handled himself. Consider him. The Bible says consider him. He said, look, uh, fix our often finish of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame. Even the shame of the cross didn't stop Jesus from his mission. Some of you all out there in the sign of my voice, little shame, little, little uh, something you all ready to give up on the mission. See, that just goes to show how, how different we are. Jesus, Jesus didn't even let the shame of the cross deter him from his mission. As terrible as it was for somebody to be hung on the cross, as bad as that looked to the family, as bad as that looked in the community, it didn't stop Jesus. Consider him who endured such opposition. 
from sinful men. Now, now that's another thing you need to expect out there on the sound of my voice. Expect opposition from sinful men. If you don't get no opposition from sinful men, then that's because you are one. It's sinful men's and women's responsibility to try and oppose us, children of God, as righteous men and women. Expect opposition from sinful men. Look for it. Welcome it. Prepare yourself for it. The Bible says Jesus endured such opposition from sinful men. Why? Why, why do we want to prepare ourselves and, and be prepared for that? So that we will not grow weary and lose heart. Some of you, because you felt like Christianity, sinful men was going to treat you real good and, and everybody was going to love you and everybody was going to... Nonsense! When you signed on to Christianity, what you, what you did is you, you needed to... You, need, you signed into a, into a place where uh, and, and into a movement where sinful men, that's their job to come against. It's their job to oppose. So you shouldn't grow weary. You ought to expect opposition from sinful men. Welcome it. Realize that that is what's called par for the course. So understand, children of God, that there are, there are certain things in a race, there are certain things that you ought to expect. You ought to expect to get tired in a race. You ought to expect to, to uh, have some opposition. You ought to expect uh, certain things in a race. In a fight, you ought to expect to get hit. You're trying to hit somebody, you ought to expect to get hit. There's certain things you expect. In a marriage, there's certain things you ought to expect. In a church, there's certain things you ought to expect. You know, in, in, in driving a car, there's certain things you ought to expect. In exercise, there's certain things you ought to expect. Working on a job, there's certain things you ought to expect so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. See, a lot of times people grow weary and lose heart. When you go in it with rose-colored, rose-colored glasses, you're not realizing that there's some some hardships that go along with this. A lot of y'all out there, the reason why you can't last in marriage because you go in marriage with wrong with the wrong idea. You don't you don't take seriously what Paul said that those of you that will marry will face many troubles in this life. You go in with rose-colored glasses, then you then you get grow weary, you grow weary and you lose heart. Joining the football team, and you know everybody looking good in their uniform. I remember when we played, we played our, our college college fraternity years ago. You know, I knew what was going. I knew what it was going to be. I knew what it was going to be. A whole lot of characters didn't. They went into the meeting about sixty, seventy characters. Everybody looking good. Had the colors all on. Had all kind of different things. Looking good. Till the the the. the <laughs> What's the word, Lord? I can give to you, please. Uh, to to some some different things start showing up now. All of a sudden, 
now all of a sudden everybody, individuals want to quit and everybody, individuals want to complain. You should have expected that. You should have expected that. You know? Something wrong with you. You get in a fight and you standing all up there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You standing all up there and, and, you know, ain't even braced, ain't even, ain't even, uh, you know, hands up to protect yourself. Somebody bust you right inside your head. You should have expected that. This is a fight. You do realize the same way you trying to hit somebody, somebody trying to hit you. You do realize, children of God, this is a fight. The same way you and I are trying to hit and knock the devil out, he and his children trying to hit and knock us out. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again, Father, for what you have shared with us this evening. We pray, Father, that your word has brought understanding to the simple, wisdom to the foolish. Pray, Father, that your name, uh, which is above all other names, will be glorified, honored, and praised. We pray that you've been pleased with the words of our mouth and meditations of our heart as we run the race that has been marked out for us. Father, help us to uh, keep in mind these uh, wisdoms, these uh, knowledges, and these uh, um, words of enlightenment that we might be wise little children. These and all other blessings, we count them done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Question one, explain the difference between hindrances and sin. Number two, what is the proper running form for a Christian? Or explain how we should be running as a Christian. And number three, Why is it important to expect opposition? Why, as children of God, why is it important to expect opposition? You can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tcc. Feel free to join us on Talk Show, Streetcast, YouTube, and iTunes, and my name is Daily. On Talk Show, call 724 444 and to write E17959. On Streetcast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website for our Talk Shoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.